your team, trade them out. Drag it to your mace like you never had a doubt. It's FMDT coming around for you. Cause no one really knows the way you pick like you do. Injuries or worse, suddenly retired and hurt. Get your backs, forwards and mids. Never satisfied you, voice got the shits. It's FMDT coming around for you. FMDT, 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 coming up for you. FMDT, there's nothing you can do. FMDT, coming around for you. Alright, welcome to FMDT, uh, round three action. No, it's not. It's round two action. I'm getting way ahead of myself. We'll look ahead to round three. <laughs> um, so we've got Steve here. How you doing, mate? You know what round it is? Yeah, two... Rounds in, two wins on the board. <laughs> yeah, there's not many people that can say that, so you must be pretty proud of yourself. Oh, look, everyone says the Premiership's won in April, so I'm very, <laughs> very excited. Yeah, I think some people down the bottom of the board will be hoping it's uh, not lost in April. So, all right, we had, we had a pretty interesting round of footy, a few controversial decisions made, a few thrilling matches. Did you manage to catch much of that? Uh, a little bit. I definitely watched uh, the Brisbane Cats game, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. And what else did I see? I, mi I missed it. Watched, oh. the, watched the replay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Had yeah. to see what was going on there. What had everybody talking? Yeah. And then I feel like I didn't watch that much footy because I did go away to McLaren Vale on the weekend. So oh, I nice. yeah I missed all the Saturday games completely, including the Crows, which we kept an eye on. And, oh yes, the uh, West Coast Western Bulldogs game was the one I watched on Sunday. That was excellent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. so did I. That's uh, one of the few matches I managed to catch in full. So not been getting as much footy in as I would like. Uh, it's uh, still a bit just uh, stats and numbers for me at the moment. But uh, yeah, easing into it. But that was a really, really good game. So yeah, really enjoying watching that. Um, we've had another um, low-scoring round, and I'm wondering if this is going to be a trend now in in footy, so uh, in fantasy footy rather, mm. where nobody's hit the 1600 mark. Normally by now we've had at least someone uh, flex their muscles and show off a 1700, but uh, not quite. Uh, maybe 1500 is the new 1600. I don't know. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, uh, too early to say if it's a trend, but it's um, definitely we're on notice now. Well, no one's hit 1550 even, so I guess you'd have to start to think about whether the, the rule changes in the AFL 100%. Have, have had an effect. Is it to do with the more free-flowing footy? Maybe there's less chipping it round because they can actually move forward now uh, without the man-on-the-mark sort of moving across in front of them so yeah knows? a bit yeah. less like contested numbers and things yeah. so yeah i think that's definitely all contributing uh definitely something to watch mm. um all right well we're going to uh crack uh, straight into it uh we've renamed our uh, upcoming segment where we're uh talking about the matches that have been we're going to say wtf just happened we believe that's in the theme of the FMDT brand. Uh, WTF happened, and I'm going to start with my match because I really need to answer that question. Yeah, that was probably <laughs> the question you were asking during the weekend when yes. you looked at your scores. Uh, it definitely was. Um, so, look, I uh, went down, seven-year titch, went down to Perriman's Berryman by 106 points. It wasn't pretty. 
I actually caught up with Cam on the Sunday when this was uh, happening, just in time to see my boy Will Day uh, get injured and uh, get knocked out of uh, all four of my leagues that I drafted him in. Mm. So I mentioned to you last week that it's really good to have one guy that you've backed everywhere pop, mm. but it's not so good to have his ankle go pop. <laughs> so it <laughs> wasn't the deciding factor though. I can't really blame that um, on him. I had... Looking at my, my team though, and I think I, I when I was talking to you about this, you might have been a bit surprised that I was going down to Cam, because you look at this and I got six uh, scores over 100 on the field, Yeah, um, and it looks pretty good at first glance, it does, but yeah. upon closer inspection, you'll see that uh, while I had six tons to Cam's two, uh, he only had one guy that scored under 50. I had five of them. Five guys lay complete turds for me this week. And Cam just had a very consistent squad. And, um, yeah, to be honest, going into the Sunday, our projections, it looked like it might all go down to a, a Blitzav uh, missed free kick against. Mm. It was going to be that close. But uh, the Hawthorne match uh, swiftly uh, dashed my hopes. And um, when Mitch Wallace outscores half your team, not exaggerating, <laughs> literally did, uh, <laughs> you know it's not your week. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll throw to you, Steve. Uh, I've got a lot of shutdowns. Do you have one in particular you'd like to uh, point out? For your team? Sure. Yeah, I guess my question is what's going on with James Warple? Oh, yes. Good question. Yeah, 67 and 52, only getting about 70% time on ground. Yes. Do you have any insight into why? Is it role or is it fitness or... Um, not too much, to be honest. Um, I did watch part of that game and he just, um, didn't seem to be, yeah, whether, whether it's the lack of sort of contestion, uh, within the game. Um, yeah, don't know. Wasn't getting involved. Doesn't, not looking good. Yeah, that's a real weird one. So yeah, maybe the congestion has a, well, the lack of congestion. Lack of congestion, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that was the only shutdown, obviously. We, we, we I really on. had high hopes for him as well. It was going to be like, yeah. it's building and building and building, and I don't know. I know. And Will Day's injury is devastating. And obviously, you did, you did have four or five other guys go under 60. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got, so I've, I've, got, I've, got well, I've got one that I want to single out yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, Dom Tyson, who. Um, I don't know why I was thinking that he would regain his form of, oh, like, four or five years ago. It's been a while since Dom Tyson was fantasy relevant. 2017, and, uh, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four years. Four years. Since he averaged 90. Four years. Um, I swiftly dropped him after this game, so two, two was enough to see that he's uh, not going to be anything this year. So, um, yeah, uh, into the free agency pool he goes. But yeah, that's that's enough about my team. It's been it was a pretty awful week. I can only hope for a bounce back. My opponent had a much better week. Um, I'm giving him a shout out to someone who I think might be a bit of an unsung hero um, in his team, uh, and that is Ben Keys, um, who got 94 for him this week, which um, he got uh, in the 90s as well last week. He boasts a 92 average currently, which is pretty good. For someone that I don't think uh, many people might have thought it was a fluke last week, what he uh, last year, sorry, mm. what he did, um, and if he keeps going in the nineties, then he's going to be yeah a pretty pretty great pick for Cam, and uh, yeah pretty good like M seven to have in your team. Absolutely, yeah, sixteenth round uh, as you alluded to, and yeah, I guess with Brad Crouch leaving, there's there's a real void for, for someone like Keezy to step it up a little bit and he's getting high possession numbers which he didn't necessarily do last year getting in the in the mid to high 20s 
So, yeah, really good stuff there. Um, you didn't even have a shout-out for anyone on your team, I noticed. <laughs> I, I just wanted I've to skipped, acknowledge... I've skipped my team, but I do have Andrew someone. Andrew Rayshaw yes. magnificent, and is he going to become one of the, you know, the super premiums? It, it sure looks like it at this point um, with, a, with a big 127. And, yeah, for Cam, um, I guess... Obviously, Bont was best on ground uh, in in the Bulldogs' close win, um, which is someone I sort of was like, oh, is he really a pick? You know, first round mm. pick, pick ten during the recap episode. So I, you know, we'll see how it goes. But I, I acknowledge I might have got that one wrong. Um, he's looking very good right now, very sharp. Yeah, definitely. Especially Bonking and yeah, yeah. I think they might be finally working out that midfield mix. Just throw enough uh, bodies in there and uh, Bont can't get completely targeted. Uh, mm. Or I think he's doing a bit more uh, uh, work off uh, the defensive front as well. So getting a lot of the ball there. Um, so yeah, huge, huge, huge for him. Um, I'm actually surprised he didn't pick on Will Brody for me, by the way. Because he threw up another stinker. So yeah, we'll move right past that. <laughs> Um, the, I just wanted to make one more point, and that is that I could have actually won this game if I had done my optimal picks, which would have required me to uh, take um, Lockie Schultz and uh, who else did I have? Jarman MP, who got 86 for me. Lockie mm. Schultz got 119. Whoa. Yes, 119 on my bench there. And if I just uh, put them on for Nick Blakey and uh, Luke Bruce. I could have won this match. Wow. Where's the profit when you need him? 116 <laughs> points difference. I know, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> clearly around the crystal ball at my disposal. Um, so, not to be... Um, I'm going to put those blokes on field now and I'm sure they'll reward me with nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. always select based on last week's scores. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> um, I guess the shutdown for Cam is uh, his, his namesake, Charlie Cameron. Um, 39 and 41... Uh, the first two weeks, I think it might be that the Danaher arrival is just sucking up more yeah. of his uh, targets because Cameron actually got quite a lot of marks on the lead over the last year or two, um, and yeah, obviously they're not going to Cameron as much with with Danaher and um, who's their other big guy, the um, Hipwood, the Nadal of the competition. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So too many mouths to feed, basically. Yeah, kind of. And yeah. I mean, like Cameron will have those games where he kicks five or six, but he's not just getting that constant targets of, of marking. So. Yeah, it's probably someone you want to keep as a loophole option rather mm. than relying on him on field. Um, all right. Uh, anything else to say on that one, Steve? Nope. Cool. Let's uh, move on to our next matchup. Uh, so we've got Cornflakes and Manic Barcelona. How did that one go down? So, Cornflakes top-scored the round with a compelling victory, 1548 to 1443, 105 points over Manit Barcelona. In a bit of a strange matchup where six emergency scores were, uh, were used in the end. Ooh, yeah. But that was due to both uh, planning and, and injuries. Right. Um, so it wasn't all wasn't all loophole actually. Sahu had a lot of loopholes last week as well. He did, he did use three <laughs> emergency scores last He's week. He's loving well. it. He loves them. So, um, Sahils took Miller top scored the matchup, but this could not overcome the missing players and poor scores. So, I guess to um, look at Shane's team first yeah. up, his his 18th round keeper is my shout out. Like, obviously, we knew this guy is good, but uh, Zach Butters spread himself around <laughs> 38 <laughs> possessions and a goal yeah. against the miserable, lowly. 
Essendon <laughs> Essington Football Club. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So I thought I'd rub that one in. Yeah. A uh, bit of icing on the cake for Shane, having to put himself through that, then, I suppose. Um, yeah, absolute training drill there for Butters. Good for him. Um, I I had a shout out, which was uh, for Errol Gordon, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, who is looking like a bit of a jet. And um, I'm just going to paraphrase you because I like what you said to me during the week which was that he's the swan's secret weapon uh, I think he's being trained in the academy uh, away from prying eyes and they're finally unleashing him and um, yeah like a little bit unexpected um, Shane had the good fortune of un- good fortune of unleashing him thanks to a Dyson Apple uh, laid, laid out. out yeah but yeah 93 points and uh, yeah looking like a very very uh, good uh, rookie this year he sure does. Um, just, on, just ready-made. Yeah. And and I guess there was a lot of speculation at the draft about when he would be bid, bid upon by other clubs. But, yeah, obviously the Swans kept him sort of under wraps because he didn't get that bid until the mid-30s, which was a surprise to some. Mm. Um, so on the downside, I guess uh, another keeper who isn't performing quite as well is Jacob Hopper. Um, only 54, uh, pretty... Miserable game for GWS in some respects. So I guess as a ninth round keeper, you're really hoping for a lot more than 54. One to keep an eye on. Yeah. GWS midfield. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the same thing. We're seeing a few of these though. There's just people. It's like Warpool again. It's like this. Yeah. There's a few that you'd expect. And they're they're just sort of inside beast players that aren't doing as well somehow. So yeah. Is congestion down? Could could be something to read into there. Mm. Yeah. Um, what about on Sahil's side of things? What did you see there? Well, he he did obviously get a, a not terrible score, 1443. So he um, has Shannon Hearn in career best form somehow at age 33. <laughs> he knows how to pick him. 129 in round one, um, 95 in round two. He's backed it up. Uh, I'd really like him to drop off a little bit and so they can bring in Witherden, but that doesn't look like happening. So <laughs> Shannon Hearn's just dominating uh, the back line. 23 kicks, two handballs. It's yeah. a good classic Hearn stat line. Um, so that was uh, that was probably my shout-out, obviously, along with Miller top scoring. And what you see for... What went wrong for Sarko Well, here? the most devastating thing, I think, is Jai Caldwell's injury. He, yes. he was on field by virtue of... I don't even know why, because <laughs> Walters was not named, so I don't, I don't really know what happened I had there. the exact same uh, thought process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's like, oh, I'll use Caldwell as a loophole, and then he gets 49 and has to leave him there? Like, I don't know. Like, um, like yeah, I'll put him as an emergency in case he gets injured. Then, and then he, gets he gets injured. injured. <laughs> you have to take his score anyway, yeah. yeah. So, 49 from 42% game time, having a good game there until the injury, and he's apparently out for six to eight weeks. So, pretty devastating news. Oh, has that just come out? Yeah, it didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't look amazing. That sucks. Yeah. He was, sucks like, he, he was actually looking well. really good. Yeah, yeah. So there's the 18th round keepers of that game. Butters versus Caldwell it didn't work out well at all. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually, I can't believe that I picked Sahil to win this one in retrospect. That was my tip for this one. It was. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a few controversial things that he's maybe done with Caldwell and uh, even Jake Lieber as a uh, emergency there. Maybe not the best option he could have got. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually had some questions for you, Steve, because I noticed that he's carrying a few people. And I just want a quick take from you whether you would drop or keep these guys. Yeah. We'll just fire them off at you. Um, uh, Brayden Fiorini. I would keep 
for now. I don't know what draft pick he is. 24. Used. Oh, I'd probably drop him in that case. Does, does it matter what draft pick he picked? I feel like if you if you, you if you've used an earlier pick, um, you're more you're more attached to, to them. But but like you've used very in. little on it. I guess with Raul being injured, you, you kind of go, oh, well, maybe he's only one injury away. Maybe one uh, dropped from Will Brody <laughs> away from playing. So, sure, fair yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think if he's uh, not started, you have to start questioning. What about uh, Damon Greaves? Yeah. Greaves is an interesting one because he averaged, what, 87 from one game or two games last year? Yes, yes. Very low sample size. Yeah. I think uh, off the top of my head, something like 20, 21st round, he might have taken him. Yeah, I feel like you drop Greaves at this point because unless he's consistently being named as like the medical sub or the first emer- or like in the emergency list, then maybe you, you consider keeping him. Um, I guess he's an injury away from playing and, and has scored well. And I was going to comment on the Hawthorne back line when we get to We will else. get to some other yeah, matches. We, some we other can matches. talk a lot about that. So, yeah. The final one, Hayden Crozier. He's, uh, nah. he's got a four to six week injury nah, at the moment. You have to drop Crozier. He's not that good at fantasy like football to, to keep him for four to six weeks, in my opinion. Cool, there you go. Keep Fiorini, drop the other two. Um, just want to bring that up because uh, he definitely could have picked someone else to plug in that hole that Caldwell left mm. if he just had someone in the team yeah yeah yeah, exactly um, alright so we'll move on unless you had anything else no that was it uh, so next up I've got what's up doc and two keepers one cup and this was our headline match from last week um, and Steve we know how to pick him it was the second lowest scoring matchup of the <laughs> round uh, was it we chose it because it was a big rivalry, obviously. So Ian and uh, the new recruit, uh, Richard, bit of a student versus teacher vibe, perhaps. Uh, master versus the apprentice. And, well, Richard kind of schooled him. Um, Millsy actually had to, during the week, ask me, how does he loophole again? Because he had Darcy McPherson there with 102. And he was like, well, how can I get this guy on field? And I said, well, you're shit out of luck because <laughs> because because our uh, free agents have locked uh, after Saturday. So unfortunately, um, if you don't put that guy on field, you're not going to be able to... Well, if you don't have someone non-playing in your team, then you're not going to be able to uh, get that sweet 102 points. But I don't think this was what cost Millsy anyway in the end. Um, he did manage to get a pretty good loophole out of James Jordan at least. Um, Richard got a pretty good loophole out of Braden Campbell with a 96. Mm. And, well, my shout-out is Jared Witts. Mm. And it's a good one because Millsy had Witts for a long time as a keeper. And so Millsy's old boy comes up against him. And he actually came up against Todd Goldstein as well, which is not an easy matchup. Um, and uh, did extremely well in that game. 110 points, like I said, 33 hitouts. Um, he's currently the second highest averaging ruck in a season where we're seeing quite a few rucks actually have uh, a bit of trouble getting fantasy points. So yeah, I think that was uh, one of the one of the game changers in this one. Yeah, absolutely. I had the exact same note I wrote is Jared Witts back to twenty nineteen Jared Witts. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he averaged only eighty last year adjusted. Um, and 104 the year before that and so far this year he's looking a lot more like the 2019 version you know what I didn't realise until just now that Millsy actually starts Tom, Todd, Gold, Todd Goldstein yeah I should have realised that got dominated yes in, in fantasy terms the, the hit outs were pretty even but yeah 
Wow. Yeah, way more around the ground. Um, I did have a consolation shout out to him for Alex Neil Bull and 91 points. It's a ballsy move to start A and B, I think. <laughs> and it uh, paid off because I don't think he had a very good first week. So round 26 pick. Uh, nice one, Richard. It's stuff like that that will uh, get you a championship. Um, on Millsy's side, I'll, we'll give him a little bit of a shout out. It's his top scorer, Jay Gresham. Yep. Round 16 pick, um, and there's a lot of value in round 16, it turns out, for uh, Saints midfielders. Yeah. Um, so he looks like he's back to some real form, and I did manage to catch some of that game, and he looked really good, So um, despite the loss for the Saints. But um, yeah, I racked it up, 29 touches, and... Yeah, looking good. I had the same note again where I wrote, is he getting the midfield time he was supposed to get last year? Mm. It sure looks like it. So, yeah, he's averaging 101 so far. All it took is one year for all of us to be turned off him, huh? Yeah, because he was so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he certainly had a lot of interest at the start of last year. Um, as, as a forward, yes, in, in fantasy terms. But, yeah, we kind of forget how good he is because he's missed a few games. Yeah. Um, so, what went wrong for Millsy, though... Um, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Sorry, Millsy, because it's the guys that we shouted out for you last week, which turned out to well, you could say regress to the mean. Steve, Lockie Shoal with a forty-seven, mm. and uh, Patrick Lipinski with a fifty-seven. We mentioned them both last week, and they both uh, turned in a couple of duds this week. So regression. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, also, I feel like Lockie Neal getting about 75 below his average <laughs> is a fair, a fair whack. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, um, surely I didn't watch, I didn't actually watch the Crows game as I was away. Um, yeah, definitely had a, had a bit of a setback there, fantasy-wise. And Lipinski, I actually thought, played quite well. So I'm kind of surprised he only got 57. He got 20 possessions, and I thought he, he was actually kind of quite useful for the dogs. But Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no tackle numbers, I guess. No, no. Nah, nah. really yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Lockie Neal getting 51. The concern I had, he was my shutdown. Does this show the other clubs how to do it? Because Neal hasn't really had that many tags over the last year or two. Um, and it really worked for... For Brisbane, I oh, sorry for Geelong, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you know, does that mean another, a bunch of other clubs look at the tape and go, well, how do we nullify Neil? Mm, that's a little bit of a one to one to watch, or does he get past it because he's a Brownlow medalist? Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fifty one is not what you want from um, from him, and we kind of we did expect a bit of regression from him this year, I suppose, because he wasn't going to be running out one hundred percent time on ground. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a, a lot worse than you would have expected so yeah i mean this is coming off a 68 so maybe yeah. it's just a bit out of form <laughs> yeah 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 well good point yeah one to watch milsey will definitely be watching that closely um that's all from me for that one anything else from you um i was only going to mention for on richard's side whether robbie gray may have really entered the twilight zone um <laughs> you know he's 32 and it's just that they've got so many midfielders that he can probably just play as a small forward and yeah, he's averaging 58. He was taken in round 10. So you're probably hoping for a bit more. Um, what an awful kick-to-handball ratio. 13 handballs, 3 yeah, kicks. Yeah, it feels like those sort of sort of small forward-type numbers. But he didn't lay a tackle either. Didn't kick a goal. So, yeah, don't really know mm. what to make of that. Um, but, hey, he's had a great career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can always uh, yeah, hang, a, hang your hat on that. All right, do you want to take us away with the next matchup, Steve? 
Yeah, so this one was a nice close contest as we expected last week with Chase Jones getting a much needed win after their narrow loss last week, mm. taking out 1443 to 1420. Uh, so, first round, Taylor Adams repaid the faith for Kieran, top scoring the matchup with 121 and leading Kieran's strong midfield brigade. Um, and Alec had uh, Cameron Guthrie continue his good form from last year, but was affected by a significant injury to Dylan Shield. Right, yes. That was pretty bad for him. Yeah. So, my shout-out um, for Kieran was actually Sean Attlee. <laughs> it's a yes. bit random. No, I actually wanted to point out the same thing. Yeah, yeah he's at 79 it. and 105 in, in round two. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and this is a guy who's probably averaged about 63 like for five seasons in a row. Uh, but I've just noticed there's a couple of reasons why this might be. Okay. Luke McDonald's currently injured. <laughs> yes. And Jamie McMillan, I believe, is retired. And he was one of those guys who constantly got sort of like, I don't know, 70 to 120 points. Mm-hmm. Maybe Atley is taking those points. So it may actually be fantasy relevant. Ah, okay. Because I sort of had him as a clear sell candidate. Sean Atley at 28 years of age, breaking out all of a sudden. I don't think so. I don't buy it. Two big games. This for me is the clearest sort of sell, sell, sell now. Trade him now. Trade (laughs) him out, Kieran. Find a buyer. Find someone that will give you something for him. Because I don't think it's going to last. And Luke McDonald's not out for that long. So, yeah. It's like, surely not. Surely not Sean Atley. Not now. Yeah, <laughs> it's been coming for a while. Oh, yeah, it's I not going to happen he was now. A high draft pick, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. So on the downside, I guess we've mentioned Ruckman who are struggling a bit, and I, I guess Riley O'Brien is the oh, one in the spotlight. Absolutely, forty-eight points, twenty-four headouts, only ten possessions. Now, my question for you is: Would Kieran consider trading him, or does he just have to ride out this form dip? I think as a key, as a strong keeper, it's you'd need a pretty good offer there, right? Well, you're and getting that that keep. You're selling him on the keeper value. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it's a hard question to answer because um, without knowing what sort of what people will be willing to offer, but yeah, sure, why why not? But you'd need to get a ruck back. Does he have a backup ruck? I don't know if he has a backup ruck. Do you reckon he'd need a ruckman? Um, well, I suppose. Well, I suppose you might want to fill one of your slots in your team. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he'd need a backup, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's say, would you take someone in form, um, maybe like a Jared Witts, uh huh, for a Riley O'Brien? Okay, like a straight up swap. Yeah, let's just say because obviously Witts is in good form, doesn't have that keeper. No, value. No, I, no, I don't think it's so. It's the keeper value. I don't. I don't know what's up with Riley O'Brien. Maybe as a Crows fan, you can you can. I haven't actually watched either game live. Obviously, I have watched the first game on replay, and I just didn't really notice him taking the big sort of marks down back that he used that he always used to take. He didn't get a lot of possessions at all. So, yeah, not really sure. I, I think it's just a it's an aberration. So if I was mm. Kieran, I'd just be writing it out. But yeah, like you said, he would have to get a ruckman back. It's really hard when you're dealing with keepers, though, isn't it? Like you're gonna want a lot back. And you're going to need a ruck, so yeah, it's going to be a tough sell. But I mean, sure, like fire off some offers. Yeah, I suppose radically as being his back backup ruckman at the moment, you definitely uh, yeah need more than that. Yeah. Um. So basically, covered the, the points that I had for Kieran as well. Um. What about for Alex side of things? 
Well, I guess, yeah, the, the shutdown or the low light was Dylan Shields' injury, four to six week injury with meniscal damage announced today. Um, that one was from 64% time on ground, so it wasn't a, um, covered by an emergency, although it wouldn't have taken effect anyway. Man. Yeah. With Braden Sire disappointing again uh, for, for Collingwood. Um, yes, could be a good drop candidate. Possibly. But there is one upside, I think, with Alec. Um, or one, I've got one. One shout-out <laughs> I want to give. Yeah, you give yours first. Harry Morrison. Harry Morrison. <laughs> How good. How, How good. good. 89 yes. and 94. Let's talk about that Hawks back line. That Hawks back line. Now we start talking about it. So maybe yeah. keep Damon Greaves because he, he might fit in there. But um, Yeah, apparently Ball Day wasn't bloody injured. Anyway. <laughs> well, don't tell Say all that. <laughs> That's why you keep Damon Greaves. Um... So, yeah, obviously there's Harry Morrison, there's, there's Will Day doing very well, there's another guy that we'll get to. Sure. Um, so, yeah, there's already three or four. There's there's, there's a lot. GF yeah. for, uh, for Millsy. Yeah. Who we, we've, we've passed Millsy's team, I think, but GF got about 80-odd, didn't he? So. Yeah, good point. And, uh, yeah, not someone I had considered pre-draft, so... Did Millsy actually start him? Maybe not. I think he did, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, for some reason I looked at... No, I don't know. I don't think he did. How could you not start Chunga Core Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what's happened to him? Chunga Jeff? I don't know. That's, out, uh, that's outrageous if he didn't start He, him. he didn't start but, well, okay. I guess he will next week. 67, 86. Pretty good sure. consistency. Back to Alex's team, though. Back to Alex's team. <laughs> uh, so, Matt Morrison was my shout-out. I didn't have anything more. I 100% agreed. Yeah, we've already... We already mentioned Cam Guffrey, so those are really his highlights. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just kind of sucks for Alec. He's got a bit of an injury list now, and it's just building and building. So, uh, we said he was strong out of the draft. Uh, hopefully, uh, he doesn't have to pull out the, uh, the duct tape and... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and when is Mac coming out of back? Who knows? Yeah, indefinite. Who knows? Mm, so we move on. Move on to uh, <laughs> the lowest uh, scoring matchup of the round. Rouse Royce against the UN Security Council, and it's no surprise to see Brett's team in here again. Mm. Uh, low scoring the round. The grand final rematch. <laughs> <laughs> Being the lowest scoring. Good point. Yes. What's happened? Yeah. What's happened to these guys? It's almost like we've had to draft an entire new team. <laughs> uh, um, so, look, I think the fantasy gods were looking after Nick a little bit because we did say he was a little bit unlucky in the first week. Well, extremely unlucky in the first week to not win. So, uh, you know, he might have only got the third lowest score of the round. And this is exactly the type of person you want to run into when you're uh, producing that. So, um, Brett had some, Brett had some interesting choices, I think. Um, he had a lot of injuries, obviously, not, not much, uh, that he could do about that, except for trade, maybe, but he did pick up Oscar McDonald, who I know was not even selected, uh, to play, I think as the medical sub, mm. perhaps. Mm. Um, I don't think he even was the medical sub, actually. No, I think he was two weeks in a row, because he did such a good job in the first week, where he <laughs> kicked a couple of goals. Right. I think he got the sub job again, and... Yeah. So interesting to see what Brett was hoping for there, having him yeah. as these uh, emergency Especially those Thursday night game. So yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're just assuming <laughs> someone gets injured. I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like he's entering full tank mode here. <laughs> I don't know. He only had six non-starters. Why not add another one to the list? <laughs> um, then Oscar McInerney went down with an injury. He actually played through most of the match with it. Yeah, but he was hampered by it. it. So yeah, not great for him, especially if he misses any time. And uh, 
obviously, uh, well, my shutdown actually is uh, the guy, a guy who didn't even play, because there was a lot of shutdowns in this matchup, a lot of shutdowns <laughs> on both sides. But um, I'm choosing the guy who got, got nothing for Brett, Tom Rockliffe, not mm. best 22 didn't uh make it to the field and yeah i think i think this is just i think there's a lot of questions to be asked here and i think it's very worrying for bray second round pick um if he can't make it into the team while he's fit um <coughs> excuse me um no timetable when he'll come back in what do you do yeah i think he's he's trade bait i guess but then you're selling low on him it's just horrible situation <coughs> to be in um at least he gets Brad Crouch back for round three. Um, but I also wanted to just mention that he's um, other Ruckman. So if Oscar McInerney does happen to miss a game... <laughs> yes, his, his it's other not Ruckman all bad, is it? Is, uh, yeah, Reece Stanley, who just got 109 in the same game as uh, Omax injuries. Yeah. So, or Big O's injuries. He did not choose uh, the right one in that one. No. But at least he has good backup there. Um, so, look, that was... a. Uh, I, my shout out for Brett was Dan Houston. I believe that's the first ton for Brett's team of the year. First, oh first and only. Um, <laughs> if you don't include Stanley's 109 on the bench, so yeah. So I'll mention that Houston did well, and um, and we'll move over to the next team. Yeah, next team. Um, so Brett's. I just forgot to mention that Brett's midfield only averaged 67 points. So he did. I he did really <laughs> want Rockliffe to play or anyone really. Wow, and Gaff um, only 60 as well. Yeah, terrible scores. Yeah. In comparison, Nix was stellar, an 88 average across his midfield. Um, that's even with uh, Jack Rain crashing back down to earth with a 52. Um, so he did have a few people that stood up. Jack Billings and Brendan Ellis ended up on 122 points. Uh, but they're not my shout-out. That goes to Hawks backline, <laughs> domination, Blake Hardwick, the top scorer of the entire round. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, with an insane uh, kick-to-handball ratio, 27 uh, kicks to four handballs, 15 marks to his name, and... Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on in that Hawks backline, but God, you want a piece of it. And Blake Hardwick, someone that Nick got very late in the draft as well. Mm. Um, 24th round. Yeah. And I guess the question is, do you sell high on Hardwick? Do you trade him out? Because like, the guy's never averaged over about 70, has he? Or do you go, no, nah, this Hawks game plan is mm. very good for the backman. I'm going to ride him, you know, just let it ride. What do you reckon? Um, I think it might have been a bit more worrying with him, with maybe like someone like Scrimshaw coming back in. But uh, now there's been another injury there, so you know mm. it's not. Yeah, so who knows? Hardwick might just keep retaining a similar role. I don't think he's going to get 135 every week. I don't think he's even going to maintain his current average. But but even when he averaged 80, it would be fantastic. That, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's gonna. It's hard to. It's hard to sell that kind of guy for a. Uh, to get back, what are you going to get back? Like an 85 averaging guy? Yeah, I guess. But that's if it's someone who's proven and solid. True. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I would be keeping Hardwick, uh, though, I reckon. I think you just look at the number of Hawks backmen getting big scores. It's not yeah. just going to suddenly change, is it? No, I guess not. I guess not. Um, that's actually all I had for that matchup, except that I wanted to ask you about some of Brett's uh, players a bit oh, yeah. uh, another bit of a, a drop keep trade oh yeah um, so you've got the three options there um, let's start with Aaron Hall do you drop him do you trade him 
Mm, I think or, you, or do you keep him and hope that he uh, gets some game time? He was the medical sub. He got eleven points. I think you drop him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Matt Kennedy for Carlton hasn't had a game yet. I think has been emergency. Yeah, I think he's worth keeping. Yeah. Mm. And finally, uh, I mean, this one's obvious. So we've talked about it already. Tom Rockliffe. Yeah, try and trade him. I think is what the consensus was. Yeah. Um, now I've got some options for you, Steve. Just let me know whether you would take any of these. So Tom Rockliffe for Jed Anderson. No, I wouldn't take that right now. You wouldn't take that. You got Jed Anderson. What two? Fifth round. Yeah, three rounds later. Three rounds later, but he did get a good score, and I think he's the number one midfielder in the team. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, what about Bailey Smith, an eighth rounder this year? Do you reckon that would be a fair trade? Tom Rockliffe nah, for Bailey Smith. Nah, I'd be keeping Bailey. Wow. Bailey Smith. Based on his current form, I mean... What about your 16th rounder, Steve? Seb Ross. Would you, would you uh, take Rockliffe yeah, for Seb yeah. Ross? Yeah, I that's, a, would, that's yeah. about the value. That's about where I'm looking at, yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's Ross in form too. But it is? Yeah. I, I'd say probably some one of my players like that would be where I value Rockliffe. I mean, personally, I got Rockliffe last year for... Trent Cotchen, I'd probably do that trade again. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I think that's worse than Sebros, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, around that level. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, there you go, Brett. If you're listening, um, you can get Sebros for him if that tickles your fancy. Uh, all right. Um, that wraps up that matchup, I believe. Let's get on to one that was a little bit more high scoring. Steve, tell us about how you went. Right, well, this is quite funny because, you know, I'm a quite devoted um, follower of, of football and fantasy football, and this matchup ended up being, by all accounts, an absolute thriller, which I totally missed the ending of. I was not paying attention. Um, I was, <laughs> you just saw all the Facebook posts going I nuts. did, about yeah. half an hour after the game ended, yeah. So I was actually oh, watching God. a movie. and we, we, <laughs> How could you not be watching? I wasn't even watching the footy. Um, watching a movie and we randomly just decided to pause it to you know get a drink or whatever and I checked scores and I'd just fallen but it just so happened that I'd just fallen behind 15-19 to 15-20 that was the score it was 15-19 to 15-20 mm-hmm. um, and I had Max had more players Toby Green in play and Max had four players mm. in play and so I remember my thought process was well like I guess Toby Green I didn't know how much time was left in the game I didn't check that I knew it was late in the game maybe like I assume fourth quarter I was like well I guess Green could kick a goal which is worth a fair bit or maybe Max like if it was seconds left maybe one of Max's players could give away a free because he has four of them right mm-hmm. but I, that like obviously I didn't think that would happen I was like pretty much so up, given up given up on the okay, game so yeah. you went back to your movie went back to the movie <laughs> really to the movie. yeah mm-hmm. I wasn't maybe if I was three points ahead sure. I would have been like Will I hang on? But because I was already behind, and it's one. So when did you learn what had happened? Well, about half an hour or so later, the movie ended, and and I saw there was like four Facebook like notifications. What were you watching? Just curiously, um, a movie called Book Smart. Okay, it's quite funny. Yeah, Yeah. Um, kind of like super bad, but with girls as the main character. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, Hopefully, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was funny, but you know what was funny. It's Toby Green. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't even see what happened. I still don't know. Apparently, he kicked two goals in the last. Oh, I got it. Yeah. So, I must have uh, got to relive those moments. I mean, obviously, Max was feeling watch the it. Mini. I should yeah. watch the mini. It didn't seem like that good a game because at some point I checked earlier in the game and GWS had kicked like I think it was like one. Oh, goal look, let's be honest. I don't think anybody in the league was watching it for the actual game itself. No, 
Well, anyway, that is how I missed the 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 most strange ending. <laughs> and honestly, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, Toby Green, two goals, three. He, I, I noticed he kicked a couple of behinds, and I was like, fucking Green, like third round pick. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he gets he gets accolades. <laughs> From me. So while you were enjoying yourself with a movie, Max was tearing his hair out. Like he was having the worst time of his life. I can't even imagine it would yeah. be like to be winning with four players to one, and the other guy just kicks two goals. Did he really kick them both in the last few minutes? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Towards the back end, he got like his last quarter. He got like something like fifty points. It was insane. That's so good. Yeah. Well, um, well, <laughs> yeah. So that was the that twenty point margin in the end. Um, I guess yeah. That was already, a difference maker. Yeah, yeah. Covered my my shout out. Although Jed Anderson also an honourable mention with his fourteen tackles. That was that was my shout out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was a little bit worried about it. Like yeah, he missed round one and he's also playing for the clear wooden spoon team, but that gave me a little bit of restored some some faith in him. So and only seventy six time on ground as well. Uh, 76%, which I, I don't think is that unusual for him, mm. actually. But yeah. um, just a very impressive score, at least seven, 14 tackles and get 127. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then, should we cover my shutdown? Or you, you can rub it in, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the old... This is the only thing that put a smile on my face for the whole week, to be honest. <laughs> I, lost, yeah. I lost in all my fantasy games... The bombers sucked, but Injuries at least at least I could rely on one thing. That was that Jack Higgins <laughs> couldn't beat Sean. Thirty-one points. It was deplorable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Sean's not doing great, but God, if Jack keeps this up, I'm uh, got this one in the bag. He's not even in the midfield at all. He's stuck in the pocket. He's not kicking bags of gold, snagging the bag <laughs> or whatever um, Cam would say. So I'm just hoping that St Kilda looks at their loss to Melbourne and decides to completely reshuffle the deck. And put Gresham back in the forward line. <laughs> Brad Crouch. Doesn't matter if Brad Crouch is coming back. No, Doesn't matter if Dan Hannabree's coming in. Round 15. Like, that's that's <laughs> fine. No, I just hope, I think they have to completely throw the baby out with the bathwater. They may as well just start moving the magnets and put Jack Higgins on. Yeah, when you lose to Melbourne, it's I mean, that's throw it out the window. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of it. Start again. So that was all I had on, on my team. Um, I had sure. a couple of points on Max's team. Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, Lockie Weller. He might actually be becoming the player that Fremantle expected him to be when they, they got pick two for him. Yes. Um, so 86 and 107, the, the 107 being round two. Uh, he's mainly playing an outside game, very fantasy friendly. He chips in, gets some clearances, kicks a goal, and then goes back sort of outside. So, yeah, really nice stuff from Lockie Weller. Yeah. Good average over 100 this year, I reckon, which would make it fantastic value. I think he was drafted pretty late, like... 12th round, yeah. As a centre only, yeah, yeah, especially. I actually, I was I was quite hyped on him last year, but then I thought, after watching a few Gold Coast games, he's just a good ball user, but not necessarily a magnet. Yeah. But yeah, he's yeah. had a very good start this year. Yeah. Um, and the shutdown, if I can just uh, emphasise it, <laughs> Blake Akers <laughs> yeah. in that Fremantle game, 55, backing up his 39 last week, 21 possessions, he's just not doing anything else. No. So... No, it's really bad. Yeah, definitely not following from last year. Um, and I think we sort of uh, identified that coming into this game as well. That might be one that'll, uh, yeah, be uh, decisive. In decisive. The, yeah. Sorry, yeah, decisive for Max, and it definitely was. Um, he needed him to definitely step up for this one. So yeah, the same thing. Yeah, 
I suppose you'll mention another another shout out when you get you get to free agent pickups. So, um, I, yeah, yeah. I, de- I definitely will. Yeah, you don't want to steal my thunder there. No. Uh, cheers. So <laughs> yeah, apparently he that. backed in Josh Dacos over uh, like over uh, over Acres or Setterfield Award. Yeah, yeah, yeah a what, lot of crap scores in that midfield. What could have been three crap scores? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm bad at math. If he did back in <laughs> Dacos over. Acres or what? You'd have lost, lost by, by one point. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would have been even better. <laughs> <Would've> been better. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Um, anything else in your matchup there, Steve? Good. Uh, nah, good that's... for you to top the table there. Yeah. <laughs> Another score in the fifteen hundreds. It's the new sixteen hundreds. It is apparently. Yeah. All right. That's the end of uh, WTF happened in the week. So we'll move on to our next segment, which is uh, my free agents. Mm. Which needs a snappier name. Uh, I'll have to uh, think about that during the week. Diamonds in the rough, maybe. Ooh, I like that. All right, for the good ones. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't really work for the shit ones. Right. Yeah. Diamonds in the rough for now. It is. Needles in a haystack. Something (laughs) like that. So we had sixteen free agents picked up this week, um, and there were quite a few. There were quite a few high scorers actually. Uh, and quite of them started as well so I'll just run through the top 5 normally it's good to get someone that scores in the 70s off free agency I was starting straight off from someone that was in the 80s uh, which is Darcy Moore 81 for Alec uh, loophole in uh, Alex Norton 93 for Shane uh, he was not started though the only one of the ones I'm going to mention that wasn't started uh, Motlop again by Shane got him 95 points backing up a big score from week 1 mm-hmm. And uh, a straight start for him, not even a loophole. That's how confident Shane was. Well, it was against Essington. (laughs) (laughs) I just set myself up, didn't I? (laughs) Um, James Jordan, who uh, I sort of briefly mentioned, but I thought I'd give him more of a shout out in this segment. It's 105 points. We really talked him up, didn't we, Steve, last week? You said he was one to watch out for in our waiver segment. And... God, yeah, he was. 105 points, and uh, he's looking pretty good. So, Millsy might have got him a bit, of, a bit of a gem there. And I will say, I've never heard of him before. No. Before last week. Yeah, I would admit. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, good, good on him. Uh, popular uh, rookie pick, I think, in the old uh, salary cap format. Ah, well, I didn't do that. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we don't care about rookies generally, do we? No. Nah. No. Nah. Uh, but the start of the week was none other than winding the clock back, Taylor Walker, text bagging six goals, unfortunately in a loss for the Crows, but hey, if you can get six goals in a loss, that's pretty good. 120 points and uh, a straight start as well for Max. Didn't even bother thinking about the loophole there. I mean, you might have had Paddy Dow already taking mm. up that spot, but either way, yeah, it's big a bold start, call in bold a way, call. Um, in a game that. You know, we were underdogs in, mm. so yeah, boom, Tex, yeah, huge game. Yeah, um, so yeah, interesting to see how often he can back that up. I mean, mm. he's going to win the Coleman, so I'm guessing every week. <laughs> he must be. A, I haven't looked at it. He must be ahead by a think, truckload. Yeah, I think it's eleven he's goals 11, now, right? And what's next best? Probably no seven, idea. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check that. Sure. We prepared well on this show. You check that while I talk about the uh, worst, uh, the, the worst part game. of the uh, yeah, well, whatever the opposite of a diamond in the rough is. Yeah, a lump of coal. Um, <laughs> so the coal this week. Uh, well, there were two pretty bad picks. Uh, James Rowe 
37 from for Brett. He was a straight start as well. He didn't bother loopholing him. But to be honest, Brett doesn't really have much choice in his team. No. Um, so yeah, hoping for what he did last week, but not to be. Um, but the worst choice, which kind of wasn't by choice, but it kind of was. Jake Lever, 32 for Sahil. <laughs> and I love it because it's just such a perfect Sahil pick. Let's get the guy who's only averaged in the 50s for his entire career... Let's when just, he got 87 <laughs> in round he, one. <laughs> he had a good round one score, exactly right. Uh, and he only came in because Johannesson was a medical sub. But either way, you've got him on you've got him there to play if something like that happens. Um, and to be points. fair, Johannesson wasn't named in round one, so it's no. not like you're expecting him to play, really. No, exactly right. There you go. Sahil gets the lump of coal this Christmas. Yeah. And the AFL website is shit, and you can't find simple stats like who's kicked the most goals this year. You go to stats, and it's like who's got the most obscure ranking points and stuff. What about just like you know Brownlow medal count? Is that a is that a website? I don't know. Well, I don't Why am I doing Brownlow medal? I don't know, that's, what medal. that's what I was wondering. Is this does this predict the future? You would hope to be able to find this just on the AFL website without needing to Google it. But. Here you go. Jack Rebolt, eight, eight. Is second best. All right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe a few players winding back the clock. Mm. All right. Well, that's it for my uh, free agent segment. Uh, we'll move over to the trade segment, which we weren't sure that we were going to be doing uh, this week until just before we started recording. Well, during the day today, Brett and Cam fired one off. First trade of the season, which is always fun to see. And, uh, Steve, you, you had a little bit to say about this one. Just to reiterate, it was Jared Berry from Berryman's Perryman. Is that right? Perryman's Perryman. Perryman, which will soon be renamed, I'm sure. So I won't stumble over that name again. Um, for Jack Viney. Uh, and Cam also gave Brett a bit of a pick upgrade. His 12th for Brett's 14th. So a bit of a later pick. Hmm. But just a little bit of a cherry on top. What did you What did you think? Yeah, I guess my initial take on it was I didn't like the fact that Cam had given up a pick, uh, downgrade or whatever to to Brett. Um, given that he drafted Barry just you know two weeks ago, three rounds earlier than Viney, mm. um, and yeah, he's he missed that one game, but they've described it as a bit of soreness, a bit of a niggle. He trained today. I just wonder if Cam wasn't aware that the injury is very minor. Maybe he thought, oh, he's going to miss another two games. Because I don't mind it. If Barry misses another two, then I'd say it's even. If he misses this week, which they are playing Thursday night, you'd probably go, yeah, okay, it's only slightly. So you seem reasonably confident he's going to play. I think he will. Yeah. Yeah, I think he will. Um, And if he does play, you think, who is the swing that's in the favour of? I think... If he plays, it's definitely in uh, Brett's favor. Brett's favor because he obtained Berry, yeah, and the pick upgrade, yeah. Um, but yeah, as Max pointed out, uh, every single year over the last few years, Viney's actually averaged higher than Berry, and he's probably played more games than him over the last two seasons. We looked at that as well, so mm-hmm. it's not as uh, it's not as one sided as I initially thought. Probably, yeah, fair enough. I um, I actually thought I didn't realize that Berry was going to be coming back this week I thought he might still miss a week and he may still in which case I just thought it was a really strange choice choice for an injury ravaged team like Brett's to be taking another injury into his team for an active player and it's just like 
Does Brett just really not care about like this week as well? Is there? Well, I guess he figures he's gonna lose anyway. Yes. So may as well upgrade his team for later. So that actually strategically <laughs> oh. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But it is odd because it's like, shouldn't you be trying to get rid of some of your injured players? He's leading this push really late, isn't he? This yeah. season. It's and the thing like... we t- talked about earlier was yes, like you can win your last eight games or whatever, but. If you're, if it comes down to a tiebreaker of total points, has he given up too many points? He's already a couple hundred points behind the second lowest score. It's it's a lot, yeah. yeah it's quite significant. It's quite hard to overcome, and this week doesn't look like changing. So, yeah, yeah, interesting strategy there from Brett. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, I think I find them about even, to be honest. So I find it a bit hard to um, say. I think I might even like Viney more than Barry. I think he went a bit too early in the draft. Barry did. Yeah, and I did say that yeah. after the draft episode. But that's sort of then saying, well, that's where Cam values him. So yeah. why would you value him at a fourth round and then trade him out? And I think the reason why Viney went a bit later as well is because he was injured coming yeah, into the draft. he did have that so, foot problem. And then yeah. he ends up playing round two. Both healthy. I'm taking Viney. Yep. Fair call. Yep. All right. We're on to our final segment, the tea leaves. Uh, because uh, the crystal ball has been uh, registered by afl.com.au. So, and we never break trademark on this show, no, as the, you know, from the Marvel. I mean, they stole it from us originally, but that's all right. Tea leaves. <laughs> and then they stole Shane. <laughs> it's much more trendy. Yes. Yeah, Steve, is, Steve is convinced that Shane is now working for the AFL website. They've done some body swapping shit, and yeah, it's, oh, it's a whole thing. Look alike. <laughs> so the tea leaves, what do they hold for us this week? Um, we are predicting the next round. Um, we'll run through our tips just quickly, Steve. Actually, do you have a, a, a wrap-up of our last week's tips? I do. Um, I got four, and you got three, because you got the Sahil-Shane matchup wrong, and we agreed on the rest of them. I sure did. All right. Three tea leaves for me, four for you. Good. More tea is better. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's run through the tips quickly, and then we'll get onto our feature match. So... Um, Seven Year Titch versus What's Up Doc. Um, I might have Mitch Duncan back, if fingers crossed. I'm going to back you for this one. Because oh, I don't think What's Up Doc's been overly impressive. Not that you have been, but you still <laughs> would have beat him in last week. Yeah, that's right. That is exactly right. And that's why I'm backing myself again. Yes. Hopefully Duncan's back. Um, all right. Uh, COVID Marshall versus Two Keepers, One Cup. I'm going to back two keepers, one cup here. I think he's come off a decent win, and Alex still missing a few guys, I think, maybe. so. Yeah, well, he's just lost Dylan Shield. Yeah. Um, and I don't still think... missing Marshall. I think the only one that's coming back is Ben Cunnington. I uh, thought he was still in doubt with that. He, I think... I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think it's a... I think he's likely to play. Right. But um, even so, I'm with you. I think two keepers, one cup. I think Alex just has too many problems at the moment. Arms can crouch, yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, Rouse Royce versus Chase Jones. Ooh, this one's an interesting one. I'm tipping Chase Jones to back it up. I'm tipping the same way. Um, yeah, I don't think there's too much changing between these two teams this week, and I think Chase Jones just has the stronger team at the moment. Yep. <laughs> Good. Oliver's Twist versus the lowly UN Security Council. Do we even have to tip this one? It's <laughs> as easy beat as you get. Ah, uh, first versus 12. <laughs> Finally, the projections are starting to reflect <laughs> the quality of my team. Yeah, Steve's just looking at the uh, sixteen thirty-four that he's got projected there. All right, I will top back score. myself this week. Yeah, another top score for you coming, maybe. Um, yeah, I think it will be another easy beat. Although Brad Crouch is back, might make all the difference. 
Um, but no, Brett is missing way too many people. So yeah, I'll back you as well. And um, the traditional rivals, the the Sharons and Manic Barcelona. Who do you have for this one? I have tipped the Sharons here. Um, but it's, yeah, looking pretty close, I guess. It is. Um, Sahil's missing Jai Caldwell, obviously, for a little while. Um, and he might have a mystery back to come into his matchup. Um, which is why you're seeing that uh, projection coming up in red. Wow. Because he's got an empty spot there. So if he had that spot filled, he'd be uh, ahead on projections. He could very well be. Um, Look, what if I told you that Michael Walters and Batchar Hawley are coming back for him? Are they actually both? I don't know. Oh, (laughs) But what if I did tell you that? What if you told me, and and if it turned out to be true, I would tip Sahil, but I'm going to tip Max. Okay. They've got potential. They have potential. So... um, yeah, um, I I actually... Oh, nah, I have to pick Max. I was thinking about it for a second there. But, um... Yeah. Walters is 1-2 last week, so it seemed optimistic. Hooley's a test. So he might get Hooley back. Yeah, I think um, I think if Sahil had his full-strength team, if I was sure of that, then I could pick him. But otherwise, I've got to go for Max. Um, Alright, let's get on to our feature matchup, which is between uh, second and fifth on the ladder. Um, one of the only teams, one of only two teams to have won both their matches. Uh, Perriman's Berryman up against Cornflakes. Mm. Uh, how do you see this one, Steve? So, firstly, we have to make Cam trade his, uh, change his team name because mm-hmm. it should be Perryman's Vineyman now. <laughs> or something more clever um so i reckon cam will be welcoming back sam managola who was 50 50 last week um so viney's obviously fit and slotted in to his midfield and chris main who's currently his emergency because he's thursday night sh- apparently should be playing which is a decent loophole option really um on shane's side shane, he's yeah. hoping that jeremy cameron comes back okay um which i think might be a bit hopeful um, but Heppel should be back this week and because uh, he was just a late laid out and uh, Loston I'm not really sure on the status of him but uh, yeah I, I, I agree that uh, Cameron's very optimistic because it says two to three weeks last week um, Voston probably will play and Heppel yeah you'd expect to play and then Oscar Allen sustained some kind of injury in uh, yesterday's game so you're right does he have him on field or is he already he's uh, he's hoping Jeremy Cameron plays which almost won't certainly won't happen so (laughs) well he's got Aaron Norton so he'll be fine oh yeah not a bad loophole option against North too Mm. alright well all things considered I'm tipping Shane but definitely looks pretty close I think it's a bit of a boring week Steve because I think we've got all the same tips because I'm tipping Shane as well I made the mistake of tipping against him last week um, Ranger lesson there. <laughs> certainly did. Um, look, the Viney, the Viney edition does change things a little bit more, a little slightly for me, um, for Cam, because doing these predictions, I actually thought that he was going to be without um, Barry. Barry. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's, I don't, it's not enough, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I do, I do think Shane's team is actually clicking pretty well. Uh, Noah Anderson had a very good week last week. He was fantastic. Someone he told me not to pick in another draft that I was doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. In the 12th <laughs> could it, round or something. Couldn't happen. Second year blues. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. And they took a, a superstar being injured. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Shane for me as well. So that's all mm. the same, is it? Yeah. Our tips. Yeah, all tips are the same. Well, there you have it. 
FMDT boys, uh, I don't know, on the same page for once. Yep. All right. How boring. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode though, and give us some feedback. Maybe I should change. Can I change? Oh yeah, you can change. Can I, I'll change Please the cycle. I'll change yes! the cycle from from yeah. I'll back him in once more. Yeah, he's got to bounce back. Come on, Sars. I yeah. believe in you. Nice. Yeah, you can take cool. down Max. Good. That's good. Keep it interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you keep backing against Max, which I like. <laughs> Just yeah. On that doubling, project. tripling, quadrupling down all the way he's through. He's only third on the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> How does he keep doing it? Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, good stuff. Yeah, all right. Um, thanks, guys. If you made it all the way through, we're about at the hour mark, so a little bit longer than last week. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, good luck with your with your teams. Catch you next week. <laughs>